Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, December 11th. I hope everyone is having a lovely morning. It's been um, a slow, slow rise today. I am feeling extra exhausted. I could have kept sleeping. Fell asleep at 9 p.m. last night. We were watching, what was that movie that Lance and I watched last night? It was called Old Dad's. It's on Netflix. I think it's Bill Burr. I don't know. I, I tried really hard to to stay into it and like think it was, you know, I like the idea of like a fun, like parental comedy, but I personally was not so taken. I didn't even ask him because I fell asleep. He was still watching. I'm curious if he liked it. I don't even think he finished it. We were so tired. Um, I hope everyone's having a nice start to their week. We're getting very, very close to the end of the year. I'm going to be hosting shows for the majority of next week, and then I'm going to take that final week of December off, which I am um, you know, looking forward to just a break, a little bit of a break, as we all need, right? We all need some time off, and um, I'll be spending Christmas up in Mammoth. I think I mentioned that already last week. I can't remember with my family and um, skiing, which I love. It'll be really great. So uh, a couple things before we get started, I want to shout out my sponsor for today's episode. So Babbel, this fall, you can start speaking a new language with Babbel. Why Babbel? Because it works. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are a little more than games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. So I've talked about this before, about how important it is to know a couple other languages. You know, here in Los Angeles, speaking Spanish is very essential. And it, it really does help and also makes you look kind of cool when you're hanging out at um, the baseball game. And then there's like these fruit vendors and you go over there and instead of just saying like, 
hi, can I please have some cucumber and some watermelon and some mango? I'm like, hola, como estas? Yo quiero uh, pepino, por favor, y sandía, y mango, con tajín, y sal, y mucho limón. I don't know. It works. Oliver's like, what's pepino? Cucumber. Anyway, so babble.com slash bowling is going to get you a very special limited time deal. So you can get started right now, 55% off your Babbel subscription. Um, and it's only for subscribers here. So if you use Babbel, that's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash bowling. Again, that's B-O-W-L-I-N-G. Like the sport, like the ball. Babble.com slash bowling rules and restrictions may apply. So buy someone a Babbel gift certificate. You never know. You never know who out there is going to need to, uh, I don't know, learn a new language for 2024. Maybe they're traveling to Spain. Maybe Europe. Okay. We've got some good stories today. And of course, then we'll have to talk a little bit about Sister Wives. We're on part three of the four-part series. It's the tell-all that will never finish telling all. You know, we'll get into that in just a second, but just like a side note about Sister Wives, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, we have soaked every little, we've squeezed every little piece of juice out of this season of Sister Wives. There's nothing more to squeeze. I cannot listen and see the same scenes over and over and over again. I can't. We'll get into that in just a moment. Meanwhile, thank you, those of you that have um, purchased some of my uh, merch. If you guys don't know, if you missed last week, my Daily Dose Pod store is officially open. I'll put the link below, dailydosepod.com slash store. I think that's what it is, or Daily Dose Pod slash store. Anyway, it's a really cute website, actually. I just had it um, kind of spruced up, and you have access to all my photo, my videos and my socials, and my you can connect to the YouTube, the YouTube or the podcast, and also you can shop and purchase directly from there. We fixed all the buttons and everything. There was like some issues with finding your sizes. We fixed it all, and I'm very, very excited about that because um, – it's really cute. So my order is already in because, you know, I'll be wearing that absolutely outfit everywhere I go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, Y'all. I just heard this morning. I didn't listen to Jeff Lewis live. Um, I didn't listen to Jeff Lewis live live because I was busy catching up on Sister Wives. But one of you DM'd me. Are you listening to Jeff Lewis? Because Jackie Schimmel is on the show and she had a holiday party over the weekend and they just casually just said that Kyle and Morgan Wade were there. So I think that Kyle Richards and Morgan Wade, this just kind of reminded me because of the absolutely comment, the Mauricio thing. I think that Kyle and Morgan Wade are hanging out very, very openly. They're going to parties together. I don't know how connected they are when they're in public. I have no idea any of that. But I think that this is just going to be one of those things that they're just going to slowly, in my opinion, slowly just become more common that you see them together at parties, at events, at whatever. Um, and I'm curious about Mauricio and Emma since the season's over. You know, it reminds me actually, did I text myself this article? I thought this was so interesting. Dancing with the Stars. This completely like skipped my knowledge. I had never seen this, but Brooke Burke was on um, 
Cheryl's podcast, uh, Cheryl Burke. And she was on it when uh, she was, she was on the podcast in October, but I completely missed the story. So I think this is kind of interesting. In 2008, uh, Cheryl Burke was, I'm sorry, uh, Brooke Burke. It's weird. They both have the same last name, but they're not related. Brooke Burke was a celebrity dancer and was paired with the 23-year-old Derek Huff in 2008. Now, I don't know if you guys remember how, how Derek Huff looked in 2008, but like a baby. Okay, this is 15 years ago, and you know Derek Huff looks young anyway. She was dating, Brooke Burke was dating actor David Charvet, who I'll always know David Charvet from Hey Dude. Do you guys remember that show, Hey Dude, on Nickelodeon with Christine Taylor, who is Ben Stiller's wife, and also Marsha on the Brady Bunch remakes, the movies? Remember how good those movies were? I went to go see those Brady Bunch movies in the theaters. I loved it. Wow, you guys are on a Donna tangent today. I can just tell. Like, I, my brain is not working in straight lines. It's like, bing, 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 bing. So she was dating actor David Charvet at the time. They married in 2011. She ended up divorcing um, him in 2018. But she said that during that time, if she wasn't in a relationship, she would absolutely like find herself falling into a love affair with Derek Huff because Derek Huff and her spent three months together for hours a day together. So physically connected. You have to really just like be touching each other all the time from morning till night. She says, there is no way I've ever been so connected besides with a lover or a husband than I was with Derek. And it's every single day. You're intertwined into someone's body. For three months, you're in someone's arm. Why do you think people fall in love? You smell them. You feel them. You're breathing with them. It can be more intimate than making love in the bedroom. You're like making love. This is kind of gross to sometimes making love. I need Cody Brown to talk about making love with Janelle on the beanbag. It can be more intimate than making love in the bedroom. You're like making love on the dance floor when you're really connected. Cheryl was actually shocked by Brooke's admission and insisted that Huff would freak out in a good way because he kept telling me how hot you were on his season. Okay. Meanwhile, we know that Derek Huff went on to start dating, I don't know when, but um, Haley Herbert, and they just got married in August. And I reported on this on Friday, I believe, how this horrible you know, um, emergency surgery that Haley had to go into. She, she, I saw them on Tuesday at the dancing with the stars live show, I believe Wednesday or Thursday. I don't remember specifically. They flew to Washington DC because they're, they have a dance tour that they both dance in. And she was feeling, um, disoriented after the performance and like dizzy and thank God they paid attention to it and took her to the, the emergency room where they found out that she had a massive hematoma, which is blood essentially in her brain from, uh, you know, some sort of like an aneurysm situation. I don't think there's an, like an example of, oh, I'm sorry. I don't think there is a, um, like a, uh, diagnosis of why that happened. She did get into a pretty bad accident last year, a car accident, and um, injured her face. So maybe there, it's related to that, but just awful, just awful. And um, and so he did, Derek Huff actually did come out and just say, thank you so much for your support. She's fighting. 
Um, she has a long road ahead. I've talked to a few different people and you guys also are commenting in my, you know, on my YouTube or wherever that, you know, people that have gone through the same kind of craniotomy surgery, which is it, I think it depends specifically on what the hematoma is size wise, where it is, what part of your brain. I mean, either way, very, very, very scary. So I really hope that she'll be okay. Um, but just an interesting from one story to another. Um, okay. You guys, do you know what December 14th is? December 14th, that's in three days, is Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Legacy. This is the one where we have Ramona, Sonia, Luann, Kristen Takeman, and um, Kelly Ben Simone. Am I missing Sonia, Ramona, Dorinda? What are you doing here without Dorinda? Okay, so they went to, couldn't tell you. St. Bart's? I can't remember. Anyway, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. I will be very interested in seeing how that show goes. Um, I imagine it's going to be very entertaining because I don't think you can absolutely, absolutely, I don't think you can put all these people together and not have it be so entertaining. These women are just such stars. By the way, just a reminder for those of you that are my Patreon members, at the lowest tier, you have access to my weekly episode series right now that I have with Zach Peter, where we're doing a Real House as of Beverly Hills rewatch from season one. So we just watched episode one of season one. We just released the episode on Saturday. He is, um, he and I were laughing so hard because it's it's just so wild to see this, like the old faces and their outfits and just the way that they used to be. And also recognize like how amazing casting is on these housewives. Because when you look at the cast, like a Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, and then you look at Beverly Hills and you see Lisa Vanderpump, Kyle Richards. I mean, even Kim Richards, right? Like these people are so iconic. I liked Adrian Maloof. I don't know how you guys feel, but, um, it's just like such iconic, iconic people. And the fact that the show opens up with Lisa Vanderpump and to think that Real Houses of Beverly Hills found Lisa Vanderpump and put her on there, even though she had a very successful career. But think about what Lisa has given us through her years on that network and what we've gotten, which is exactly, you know, the reminder of this next story that I have to share um, about Vanderpump Rules. So just a reminder, December 14th, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip premieres. We will obviously be covering it on the show. Thursday is the 14th. So on the 15th, I will be talking about it here. So make sure to come back. And then also um, Vanderpump has an official release date. So Vanderpump Rules releases its first episode of season 11 on Tuesday, January 30th. It feels a very long time away, but at the same time, it also feels quite soon. I feel like we're going to get there really fast. So January 30th is going to be the Vanderpump season 11 premiere, and we got an extended trailer. Now, if you have not watched the extended trailer after this episode, please go find it. Bravo TV has it on their YouTube it's everywhere, like all the Instagram creators have created it or have like posted about it. But y'all, and I don't know why I just sounded like Rachel Hollis, but y'all, it was so, it's so good. Now, a few things have come out of this little trailer. Number one, they all look phenomenal. Number two, um, 
we see Schwartz's blonde Ken hair. I'm just Ken. Number three, we finally see Joe, the crazy neighbor, uh, roommate of Schwartz. Remember Joe that everyone said that was friends with Kristen Doty in the back, like back in the day and her energy is wild. We see Jax and Lisa going head to head at some point about a conversation where he basically said like you, you know, I forget what the word he said is, but like you cut me off or whatever. Um, so we're definitely going to get a Jax appearance. We're going to get a Joe appearance. We're going to get a Daniel appearance. Now, Daniel, why W-A-I is Ariana's current boyfriend. They've been together for months. I don't know specifically how long, but let's see. They went to Coachella together. Coachella, I think they like first hooked up in Coachella and that was in April. April. So April, they, is that possible that they got together a month after this whole thing went down? I think it was right away. Anyway, he's very much on the show. We've seen, we saw a couple scenes with him where she was kissing him. And then she was like, why don't you move here? Because he lives in New York. Although we know that Ariana is going to be in New York doing Roxy on Chicago, in Chicago on Broadway. So she's going to be probably very happily with him. I didn't know he was making so many appearances on the show. Did you guys? I thought that was kind of interesting. Then we see this very, very out of left field, crazy side note storyline. And it's about Katie, Tom. It's not about Tom. Tell me it's not about Tom. It's about Tom. It's about Katie, Tom, and Tina. Guys, Gina. Hooked up with Tom in Vegas at some point back in the day. And I think while he was with Katie. Am I like nuts to think this is true? Oh, thank you. Yes. He met Daniel at a wedding in Mexico. Ariana met Daniel in a wedding at Mexico like a week or a couple. I remember that. A couple weeks after Scandaval broke, she was quiet on social. And then she finally went to a wedding. She looked gorgeous. It was very, um, it was a nice little return to social media for her. But I cannot even deal with this, that Sheena is related to this storyline. Now, we have not heard yet the timeline of when this kiss occurred. But, oh, my God. And then Brock is in on it. Like, he knows about it. But here's the problem is that on the show, you can tell that there's obviously some drama between Tom and Sheena and Katie and probably Ariana and maybe Lala. But what's tricky about this is that we watch the show, which was, like, taped towards, you know, the middle, like, summertime of 2023. But here we are in November 20 – or, sorry, December 2023. And I'm at Dancing with the Stars last week, and Ariana's there performing in the final, and Sheena's there to cheer her on, and boyfriend's there, Daniel, and Katie Maloney's there to cheer her on. We know, I don't think Lala has ever been there to cheer her on. I have not seen Lala on TV, like, going to any of the Dancing with the Stars shows, have you? Um, I think there's some drama between Lala and Ariana on this season. We did see Lala say one thing towards the end of the trailer that says, basically, I've never seen someone get cheated on and then become God. Mm. I'm sensing a little envy. Tell me, am I crazy? Sensing a little bit of envy going on there. 
Another really, really crazy out of nowhere left field moment was when I saw a girl who had pink streaks in her hair, Renette, say something to Katie Maloney, says, I have a crush on either something I have a crush or I want to hook, I want to hook up with like a divorced couple. And then all of a sudden you see her making out with Katie and then you see her making out with Schwartz. Now I rewound this like three times. So I was like, I know her. And sure enough, I don't, I do know her. And interestingly enough, I've talked to her about Scandaval. So her name is Tori, Tori Keith. She is on the trailer. So we will get introduced to her this season. All I know about her relationship to these people is that she had a situationship, I think, with Raquel. <laughs> she was very close with Raquel and besties with Sheena. She is besties with Sheena. She's friends, really close friends with like that Sheena crew that all got really upset about... Um that all got really upset about uh, the Raquel thing. Like, remember Sheena and all her friends did these podcasts and started talking about it and everything? Guys, this is crazy, right? And she is now on the show. But the craziest thing is how I used to know her <laughs> is that she was my client when I was an agent. And for years and years and years, I would audition kids for Disney and Nickelodeon. And... I was working as a casting director for Disney and Nickelodeon. That's when I was auditioning all these young coming up kids, teenagers to work on Disney shows, to be hired as like love interests for Dylan and Cole Sprouse or on the other shows or, you know, eventually down the line for Fox and ABC and doing all these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, Tori, we would audition her all the time. She's very, very cute. She was very, very successful. I'm um, very talented, great singer and great actress. And we hired her a bunch. And then when I became an agent, she, um, we, we signed her because we loved her so much. So this is just a crazy, like freaking what the F story. So maybe I get her on my show so that we can, um, you know, find out why she's hooking up with Tom and Katie. Crazy. Okay, so let's think what else. Ariana was on Watch What Happens Live last night. I did not watch the entire clip, but I did see a shorter clip where she was playing a game with Andy where he asks, like, pick out of all the characters or all the cast members on Vanderpump Rules, pick who you feel is da 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 So a couple things she said. She said, Lala cries the most out of everyone next season. Interesting. I am not... I don't know Lala as someone that like gets super emotional and cries a lot. So something clearly happened there. Sheena is the biggest pot stirrer. No shit. Right? Sheena is always going to be Sheena. <laughs> James talks the most shit behind people's back. Brock is the one person that really cozies up to Sandoval other than Tom Schwartz. Katie Maloney was the most loyal. And that makes sense because Katie and Ariana obviously are in business together. We think. We think, according to something about her, but um, 
But they, uh, she says, Katie is the most loyal to her. And then he said, who drinks the most or who gets drunk the most? And I thought this was interesting as she said, no one was drinking other than me and Katie. So we know that Lala is sober. We know that Tom Sandoval said he was sober. So clearly he really wasn't drinking on the show. Um, we know that, but the fact that Tom Schwartz wasn't drinking, that's out of left field. Sheena not drinking. I don't think Sheena's a big drinker. So that's not that surprising. Brock, I mean, James and Allie. So maybe James is sober. We don't know that if James is sober or not, right? Like we haven't fully decided or figured that out. He's tried or he's talked about it. But anyway, um, so the only ones drinking were Katie and Ariana, which I thought that was pretty, you know what? It was pretty admirable for this young cast of VPR to kind of grow up, right? Um, I am so excited for this. I cannot wait to see the season. It looks good. And I didn't think that it was able to be good after season 10's highs. You know, you almost think, how can a show hit those same like levels? But I actually do think that seeing the repair or the healing or the fallout of the scandal of everything, seeing Ariana get all these jobs and get booked on Dancing with the Stars and this and this and that, these are all going to be really interesting to see kind of like the dynamic that it, that that follows it, right? Don't you think? I'm excited to see it. I think I think it will be good. Okay, uh, so that will be on Tuesday, January 30th. Obviously, we're going to talk about it here. That Wednesday is going to be a good episode. Um, okay, a couple other things. Golden Globes got nominations got released. Listen, I sent myself the article, and I'll tell you one thing. I just realized, like, I don't think I watch enough. Like, I don't go to movies at all. And I don't think I watch enough TV, like scripted TV, to really know specifically a lot of these. Did, was, did you guys see the, um, the nominations list? I mean, a couple of the big uh, categories, best motion picture, um, best motion picture drama, Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, never heard of it. Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, Anatomy of a Fall. I mean, I've never felt more un, what's the word? Like un, um, knowledgeable, like not knowledgeable of these things. Best picture of musical or comedy. I know some of these are a little bit better. Barbie, Poor Things, American Fiction, The Holdovers, May, December, and Air. Now, May, December is the Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore movie that a lot of you guys thought was really weird. They were on Watch What Happens Live last season and, um, or last week at some point, but it got nominated for a comedy, which I think people are like tripping out over because it wasn't supposed to be a comedy. Um, Best director, Bradley Cooper was nominated, Greta Gerwig for Barbie, a couple other people. There's a lot of people. Anyway, um, I'm more a TV person, I would say, than a movie person. So like best TV series drama, 1923, The Crown, The Diplomat, The Last of Us, The Morning Show, and Succession. I'm a succession girly. I love succession. So I really hope that that wins. Best television series, musical, or comedy was The Bear, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry. Um, I tried the bear. I could not stick with the bear. Should I get back into it? It was like a lot. I didn't finish season one. Ted Lasso, um, I thought it was really great season one, but I was bored season two. Abbott Elementary is very funny and good to like have on the background, but I'm not gonna, you know, obsessively check every single 
episode. Uh, Jury Duty was a fave of mine. We watched it like in one day. And remember, I saw Ronald from Jury Duty last week at Jeff Lewis's party. I ho- And my friend Trish, my friend Trish is a, she is, we go to yoga together and she is an attorney or a former attorney, or maybe she's a current attorney. I don't know, actress. So she was the red hair attorney, defense attorney or prosecuting attorney. I think defense attorney on the show. Um, I love Only Murders in the Building. We need to watch the newer season, but Steve Martin just makes me so happy. I freaking love Steve Martin. Um, And Barry, I've never watched. feel bad about that. Uh, Is there anything else that is like so exciting and so interesting? Oh, Daisy Jones and the Six was nominated, one of you guys asked, for Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or a Motion Picture Made for Television. Beef, which is unreal good. Have you seen Beef? Lessons in Chemistry, I read the book. I have not seen the show, should I? Daisy Jones and the Six also listened to the book, did not watch the series. I couldn't get into it. Maybe I should try again. All the Light We Cannot See, I did read the book, but I have not seen the movie. Fellow Travelers, don't know a thing about it. And Fargo, which I guess is Vargo? I don't know. Okay, so some interesting... um, you know, some interesting nominations, best original song, Barbie, What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish. That's exciting. And Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. Barbie got two, not three. I'm just Ken. Oh no. Barbie got three nominations. I'm just Ken, Dance the Night, and What Was I Made For? Um, And Super Mario Brothers, random. Okay. We're going to keep it moving, you guys. We're going to keep it moving. Good on the nominations or the uh, congratulations to the nominees. We'll have to see what happens. Do you guys care about this? I used to really like um, watching the Golden Globes because I felt like because it was TV and film, I felt like it was more up my alley. It was more like the Oscars. Interesting for me, like the Oscars. But I don't know. I don't watch. I just want to watch reality show awards. I just want to watch the Bravos. Just saying. But like the Bravos, but also include TLC. Netflix, you know, all the other real Hulu, like all of them. Okay. Did you guys watch, um, did you guys watch Sister Wives? Sister Wives, part three of the part four tell-all. Where are we? The episode starts, of course, with Suki sitting down with one-on-ones. We're still, you know, one-on-one with Mary, one-on-one with Robin, with Janelle, Christine, with Cody. This episode was very focused on the women talking to each and every single one of them. But essentially, we're back on the same conversation about why Mary needed to leave the nest. And Robin did not want her to leave because she felt, you know, she was holding her there. But it wasn't fair for Mary to stay in this marriage however, or in this sister wives world. But also, it would be fun if she, it would be nicer if Cody communicated with Mary and shared her feelings and or shared, you know. Um, shared his feelings to her more. I'm just thinking to myself, didn't he? Like, didn't Cody tell you the entire time I don't like you? And Mary was just like blind to see it. Now, another thing we saw about Mary was she said, I'm not like, um, Suki would say something like, well, what about your sister wives? And Mary would be like, <laughs> I don't have sister wives. Okay. Mary's over it. Now, What's her name decided Suki to ask her about Jen, her friend, Jen, her friend, Jen in Paragon. I love saying Paragon. 
Parawan? <laughs> I don't think it's Paragon. I think it's Parawan. I just want to say it. In Parawan, um, where Mary's Airbnb is, which coincidentally she's also moving back to, she is best friends with Jen. Now, Jen is the girl that's in a lot of the episodes. I've never seen Mary laugh more. I've never seen Mary happily uh, happier than when she's with Jen and Jen's husband and her gay bestie, who's also redoing her house. Those are her. Those are Mary's people. But Suki asked Mary about Jen, and she said, "I trust Jen implicitly. I trust her more than anyone I know in my life." Now, interesting that she said that over her own daughter or son. I don't know if Leon is is identifies as a he or a she, I don't know. But as her child, definitely more so than the sister wives. And so that's when Suki was like, well, what about the sister wives? And Mary was like, what? I don't have sister wives. But no, I don't trust any of them. I kind of trust, I trust Robin, but I think she feels like she has to say that, but I don't think she trusts Robin. I think she absolutely does not trust Robin. I think she completely, um, I don't know. I think she needs to have a, uh, she needs to have a come to Jesus that Robin isn't really in for the best interest, but okay. Thank you. Leon's pronouns are they, them. Thank you so much. So they, uh, so Mary was saying, I do not trust any of my sister wives or former sister wives. They don't have my back and they talk shit about me. Well, she didn't say shit, but this is the problem with a show like Sister Wives. This is actually a problem with all of these reality shows. All we do is watch them get paid to live their life and then go into a room behind a screen with a camera in front of them and, and talk crap. It's literally their job is to talk badly about each other or talk well about each other, but to talk about each other. And if you do not have that dynamic, which is why it really bugs me on all of these shows when they're like, you talk so much crap about me in your confessionals or in your interviews. Well, what else are you supposed to do? Producers are not like, come in here and tell us only good things. They're like, so Mary said, da, 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 what are your thoughts? And then they expect Christine and Janelle to like go to town and explain it. So it's really interesting. But um, Mary, as of right now, I don't think she has really a strong relationship with N. Well, she doesn't talk to Christine. She doesn't talk to Janelle. She doesn't talk to Cody, uh, you know, Cody and his hair and his pecs and abs. And she says that her relationship with Robin is very different because Robin is her ex-husband's wife. Now let's go into a little moment with Robin. Robin was giving... I felt really bad for Robin in this episode because my gut feeling is that Robin has absolutely zero interest in being with Cody. I just said it. I just said it and I'm going to stand by it. Suki asked Robin, Robin, is your relationship different with Cody? It is because he just, he doesn't trust women. Shocker. Suki goes, what do you mean? Can you expand on that? He's just so suspicious of women. I mean, if you were married to someone and then you divorced them and you met someone else, wouldn't you be suspicious about them too? Well, most people don't live the, their lives that way. They like are able to, you know, differentiate people and not just not trust every single person that, you know, is a woman, but okay, whatever. 
I just don't, I don't, I think that, you know, he's taken out a lot of his anger on me. So what happens is there's this clip, there's this clip about, um, you know, Cody talking about his life and everyone was saying, Cody used to be this really happy, jolly, go, go lucky guy. I have not seen that, that, that time. I have not seen a scene where, I mean, I've seen like, I'm Cody, but I guess apparently Cody used to be this like stand up fun, you know, guy that everyone just was like really, really, you know, drawn to. I'm not seeing it. But anyway, he says, I have, you know, I do not feel that, um, I am happy anymore. I feel like I don't like my life. That's a big statement. That is a really big statement. Of course, he would never say, I don't like my life for because of the choices I've made, because I've put myself in the situation. I'm sure they cut out the part where he said, I don't like my life because they did it to me. You know, that's who he is. He's always like, it's them. They did it. It's not me. I hate people like that. So he is pretty miserable. And Suki asks Robin, how is he with you? And she goes, it's not good. He picks fights with me about little things. He's just, he's just grumpy and unhappy and our relationship is just not the same. Notice one thing that we can see very clearly. When you're with Cody, you're sad. Not just Robin, Janelle, Christine, Mary, all of his kids. But the second you leave the brown nest, the second you kind of fly free little bird, the second that you release yourself from this, from this prison of the Browns and Coyote Pass is when all of a sudden the smile returns to your face. I don't think that that is a, you know, a negative thing. I think this is actually very telling. Cody makes people miserable. Cody makes people miserable and being free from Cody makes you happy again. So that's just a note to self, Robin. You may want to look at the, the evidence presented here. Now, why would Cody and Robin never break up? I think for a variety of reasons. One being that she is, in, I don't think she has anything outside of this. I don't think she has a job. I don't know about her finances, but my guess is they're probably pretty heavily in debt. Her life is way too unraveled with Cody. She doesn't have that independence and that freedom. And I think part of the reason that she's hysterical every time she talks about the losing of the sister wives is not necessarily because she's sad to lose Janelle or Christine or Mary, people that I don't think she's really even liked that much, maybe Mary. I think it's because she's sad that she is the only one that hasn't been strong enough to say like, F this, I'm out. You know? I think, okay, so anyway, they, okay. So the, another really kind of interesting takeaway from this episode was, you know, Robin, we start to finally hear about life after, right? So Janelle and Christine are talking all about kind of how they're happy about what's happening in their life now. And we finally get to hear Christine talk about David. And next episode, we get to meet David, but she talks about, he's the love of my life. He's the love of my life. I love that David. He's, he's just, he's just so kind. He's just so charming. Now, what do you guys think? I really want to believe that Janelle, I mean, that Christine and David are in a loving relationship. I really want to believe that. But at the same time, it's feeling a little, hmm. 
Interesting. You met him online, they met in person, and then all of a sudden, love of her life? Now, do you guys get the feeling, not because I haven't seen anything from David, I think David seems like a really nice guy, but do you guys worry a little bit for Christine because she's never been in a relationship other than Kotex Brown? Do you guys worry that it's possible that, you know, when you're just like, like a new kid in a relationship and then you fall in love and you get obsessed, but he likes her back and he loves her back and they just got married. So I'm going to assume it's all good. I'm going to assume it's all good. She, he's the love of my life. I want you to meet the love. He's the love. He's everything. He's my soulmate. Soulmate. No one has ever been. You know, that a lot of people do this, by the way. When they break up with someone and then they like go through a divorce or whatever, and then they, you know, announce a new relationship, they do this. They say, I finally met the love of my life, which is so, oh, to your ex, right? Who's like, I've spent 15 years with you. And now you're saying you've met the love of your life now. Well, of course, when you're going through a divorce or you break up with someone, you can never look at them with that love that you did when you were like really in love with them. But I have a feeling that Christine really was in love with Cody at the very beginning, at least for a few years. I don't know how Cody was with her, but I do think Cody's ego is the most upset. The most interesting thing I saw at the way end of the show, which was I think in the trailer for next episode, can you believe it? There's going to be one more week of this shit, is that Cody said to Suki, she has to tell David that I'm a bad guy. She has to set me up to look like a bad guy because then it doesn't make sense why she would leave a good man. Just FYI, we've all been watching this on TV, Cody. This is not like a he said, she said. Like, we see you. We have been watching 18 seasons of you. Christine doesn't have to say shit. (laughs) Christine doesn't have to say a word. All David needs to do is go Google, right? Anyway, it's an interesting like before and after story, right? When you see like Robin and Cody in the in the home living their sad hoarder life and then you see Christine and Janelle and Mary living their best lives away from sister wives in Paragon and various areas of Utah. You see McKelty and Tony dropping weight like you've never seen anything like it, you guys. They are so skinny. Have you seen this? McKelty and Tony are unrecognizable skinny. It must be Ozempic, right? Has to be. How'd they lose so much weight so fast? Interesting. I'm so interested. So it's like a before and after. It feels like we're watching a cult, like the before cult or during the cult and then after the cult. And they're finally free. So I know there's going to be a 19th, 20th, 21st, and 36th season of Sister Wives. So we'll be here in 2032 still talking about the same damn interview. But guys, it'll be fun. Mary, yes, Mary did say, I believe in this episode or the last week's episode that I will no longer be silenced and I'm going to say it all. And a lot of people are assuming she's going to write a book. And I think maybe it is confirmed. Maybe it's not confirmed. I'm not up on Mary's socials today. You guys let me know. Is she still selling LuLaRoe? Is LuLaRoe still actually a thing after that documentary exposing that crazy ass company? Anyway, 
All right, you guys, thank you so much for being here again. Um, shout out to Rick and Kelly. Saw that you mentioned me this morning. What I loved the most about that was how Kelly stood up saying, I, she didn't stand up, but she clapped and said, yay, we love our Jews. And you know I'm Jewish. And you know that uh, that is a hugely important thing to uh, say to a big audience, especially given our circumstances, especially right now. Today is the fifth night of Hanukkah tonight. And you know, it's a time unlike any other time that I can remember being Jewish was so scary to say out loud and to display outside of your home and put your menorahs up and, and let people know, strangers know. So I am absolutely 100% sharing this, uh, that I will always, always be grateful for anyone that is happily, openly saying that we like Jewish people. I mean, what does this world turn into? It's crazy. Um, okay, you guys, appreciate you all. Love you. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. By the way, I'm seeing some of your comments. Please come into my Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. If you're in Mary's Lula Row group, or if you have any insider stuff, come on in there, you guys. Come on in there and tell us everything. We need it all. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye, y'all.